Starting hour number three. Welcome back. I've got one more thought on Jameis. No, I don't. I've got like 100. But I've got one I want to make right at the very top. Does anybody really think that Jameis was going to go out there for one snap? That he was going to have Dennis Allen send him out there for only one snap to take a knee? And that that was going to be okay with Jameis? And that Jameis wouldn't have another plan or something up his sleeve? Like Dennis Allen sending him out there. Hey, Jameis, dude, just go out there and finish it. Just take a knee and let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, because Jameis was going to do that for Dennis Allen. Sure he wasn't. Sure he was not. All right. Joining us right now, we're moving to hour number three. I'm going to have some thoughts myself with Stuart Mandel on the Natty National Championship this evening. But before I do that, some thoughts with the head. James Kelly, like, it's incredible how much is going on right now. You've got Black Monday. You have Jameis. You've got the NFL postseason being set. you got the Natty. I mean, this does not suck at all. And neither does the matchup, which we'll get into in a minute. But, Head, I do need to check in with you and talk about what we've been talking about all morning long. Like, on the one, these are two of your favorite human beings ever. <laughs> Jameis and Artie. Yeah. Break it down, dude. Like, what is one balancing out the other? I know you didn't take the firing of Arthur Smith well, but I know that Jameis is your favorite human being. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Uh, I'm annoyed by Arthur, but Jameis has cheered me up. I mean, all the people I love to talk about are... Stop right there. You're not annoyed by Arthur. You're annoyed that he got fired. I'm annoyed he got fired. I'm pissed off he got fired. It was a wrong decision without question. Um... He didn't draft Desmond Ritter. He didn't pass up on Justin Fields for Kyle Pitts. Terry did. So I'm pissed off about that. But on the Terry. other hand, Terry, Jameis uh, has cheered me up because of his incident. All Terry. the people I love to talk about or have strong feelings about were involved. Angry Arthur Smith was angry. Jameis is my goat. He was in for emotional Derek. He overruled Dennis Allen, who I can't stand, and I had to overrule everything he did. And then he gave the ball to Jamal. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, so true, dude. Like I always say, there are like three people in the world you like and about three million that you hate, and they almost all of them were involved in that whole scenario. I, I couldn't ask for anything the better. I love him. Dude, the NFL scriptwriters wrote that for you. Yeah, amazing. It's like George Pappas, but Jameis has done stuff like this, and it, it just doesn't get any better. My favorite so part great. was, I think it should be forgotten when the score is 41-17. to 17. I don't know how much worse it can get. Well, it can, Jameis, if it you score a touchdown. Especially when the score is already 41-17. Uh, so I, I don't know how, how much worse it can get. It can if you fake a victory formation <laughs> and a kneel down and you punch it in again. Is that so priceless that he doesn't see what's wrong with that or how that's different? Then scoring on an interception? The best. Absolute best. The entire three minutes, like you said, is gold. And his facial expressions are so freaking Jameis. And it's why I love him. I want to... I don't have any jerseys. I want one of Jameis Winston signed. <laughs> He's my favorite player okay, so you, of all Okay, so you time. just said something great. Like, you have no jerseys, but you want that one. You know, we've got a horse that apparently... I was talking to Alex Solis, my race manager. We have a horse that's mm-hmm. going to run in six weeks that we didn't know whether or not he was going to make it to the track. So uh. we need a name. I'm not going to ask the clones because they're moronic about that. I want to name the horse Jameis Winston, <laughs> but I don't know that DJ <laughs> will like that very much. How about fact, famous Jameis? How about famous Jameis? Famous Jameis, dude. That's well, good. Oh. Wouldn't that be an amazing name for a horse? Dude, Famous the clones Jameis. would love him. 
He'd have the biggest following in all of horse racing. Oh, no, all of a sudden, the clones would like horse racing. They'd want to know, hey, Rome, did Famous Jameis work this week? Hey, Rome, what's going on with Famous Jameis? Or if he started doing wild stuff like Jameis, I, I, it could be awesome. I love it. It's not going to happen, I don't think, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see. I'll, I'll work love on my to partner. see it. Love to see it. All right, so here we go. The okay. matchup tonight. The Wolverines are looking to finish off their magical season of scandal ahead. Washington, explosive as hell, running on the rocket fuel of disrespect. Hate to be cliche, but styles make fights, which makes this brawl ultra interesting to me. Mm-hmm. The line's moved around a little bit. What is it right now? And I've got to know, Head, what are you doing with tonight's natty? I'm going to take the Washington Huskies and the five points we can get right now. Thought process being Michigan's defense has put up elite numbers right. First in the country in scoring, first in the country in yards per game. Their passing defense has allowed seven passing touchdowns this season, which is the fewest in the nation. But, John Gruden, I specialize in identifying ass, Jim, and the offenses this Michigan defense has played for the most part have been ass. UNLV is the best offense they face statistically. Kyle McCord and Jalen Milrow are not Michael Penix Jr. throwing a football. And if he could bring that big Penix energy he had against Texas, i.e. not missing throws, I like the Huskies. God, isn't that great? Dez is doing it, the Michigan guy. That is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Other side of the ball, Washington's runs defense has uh, numbers-wise below not good against the run, but I like their front seven personnel. They have two legit NFL players on the edge. Some meet in the middle, and their linebackers are really good. If they can get J.J. McCarthy to throw a few bad balls and actually capitalize on them like Alabama failed to do so and turn the football over, I like their chances, and these guys could be joining the Billy Joe Hobart, Bino Bryant, Napoleon Kaufman, and the great Steve Entman and the boys of 1991 by beating Michigan and getting that strap. I'm going Huskies plus five. I love the reset, the throwback. Steve Entman, Billy Joe Hobart. That is so good. Brunel was a backup, I think. Yeah, let me ask you something before I give you my thoughts. Do you think they they can beat them straight up? Yeah, I do. I do. the numbers are so confusing because of who Michigan played throughout the regular season, and I the Big Ten wasn't as strong as everybody says it was, and Alabama is not Georgia, so I think Washington can. Having said that, Washington only played really one good uh, pass defense in Oregon this year, so maybe their numbers are fake, but I, I think they can do it, yeah. All right, so tell me, the number is five, right? Five, yep. All right, so my feeling is Michigan's favored, and for a reason, for a few actually, so it wouldn't surprise me if they won that game. That said, one quick thing, a quick memo for you Wolverine fans. If you do finish off this unbeaten season, do not be surprised and do not be butthurt when folks hang an asterisk on it and call the win tainted because they will, they will, and they should. Not only is Jim Harbaugh thinking, he's thinking that that he coaches, quote, America's team and that people everywhere want them to win is absurd. Absurd. In fact, it's actually the opposite of that, right? There are lots of folks who think that Michigan even being allowed to play in this game is what's absurd. Hell the guy yeah. was suspended twice this season, once by his own team, once by his conference, and the only reason they're even allowed to play right now is because the NCAA is still investigating them for that cheating mm-hmm. scandal. And knowing how long head the NCAA takes with these things, it could take years. So here they are. Here the bleep they are. Having said all that, we if we're going to look at the matchup, because they are here, are. they're good, they're physical, mm-hmm. they're motivated because for some reason they think that they've been done wrong. 
and they were the ones caught cheating. Mm-hmm. It's got to be America's And team. to your point, you know they're going to look to ground and pound and wear Washington down, and more importantly, keep the ball away from Michael Penix because they have not seen an offense like that all year long. As for Washington, I love just about everything about them except for the fact that they can be gouged on the ground. I know you like their seven, their front seven, but mm-hmm. they were allowing 4.6 a clip against Texas. Yes. And that, mm-hmm. that or 6.4, 6.4, I should 4. say. Yep. 6.4, which is mm-hmm. a lot worse than 4.6. That's a major concern of mine. But I like the way they're playing. I like that they're playing with a giant chip on their shoulder, and I like that the attitude they're coming in with. I'll tell you what. I'm going to take those points. I like them. Yes. I like them a lot, and I like the points. And I hit them last week. In fact, I liked it enough that I did it last week. I'm going to take the Huskies plus five. Hell yes. Can they beat them straight up? I don't know about that. Maybe. But we're on the same page. Are there any prop bets? Have you seen anything? I'm looking for a Jalen McMillan one right now, but I haven't located it yet. But the thought is um, receptions for Jalen McMillan because Michigan's pass defense ranks second in the nation. Will Johnson is a freaking star for Michigan. I love him. He's going to be a high draft pick when he goes out. He'll probably go over Rome uh, Odunze, so I'm looking for Jalen McMillan somewhere out there. He's played five games this year. Um, three of the games he led the team in receptions, and the other two he had the second most catches. So my thought process is Jalen McMillan over his catch number. Yeah, you mentioned Odunze. How about their wide receivers? They're incredible, man. They're so uh, explosive. Washington. So ex- Michigan has not seen anything like that. No, and Ohio State could uh, match them maybe in talent-wise, but Kyle McCord, the Penix, big difference. These guys will get the football on time. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right, Head, you and I are on the same page. Let's find out. Appreciate your pick. Thanks, Jim. All right, see ya. The big head, James Kelly. I thought he, he always says funny things when he comes on. I thought his explanation, though, <laughs> the Jameis Winston thing and Arthur and that all the guys that he loves most being involved in that was really funny to me. It's so true. It is so true. All right, so we both are going to take the Huskies plus five. Can they beat them straight up? I mean, that's the whole thing, right? Normally, we're just about the bet. We're just about getting down. We're just about getting paid. But this is about the national championship, right? This is about who's going to get the chip, who's going to get the crown. And Michigan fan, call me a hater all you want, but it's reality. It's reality. There are a lot of people. A lot. I mean, you can't control what people think. But believe me, there are a lot of people that are going to rush in and hang an asterisk on you if you do win it all. There are a lot of people that are going to say that it's tainted if you win it all. And it is. It is. I'm not saying you have to give it back. I'm not saying you have to vacate it. Although, we'll see what the NCAA says. Except by the time the NCAA gets around to ruling on this, we'll be on smack off 75. And Harbaugh will probably be in the ground by then. I know he'll be gone by the time the NCAA gets around. But if you've already got a quarterback, checked out a coach, who's been suspended twice, this season for transgressions, and then the NCAA hasn't even gotten around to it yet, of course it's going to be tainted. But then there's some people that don't care at all. Like, they're allowed to play. They're in the game. So if they play the game, and if they win the game, does not make them the national champs. Of course, if the Huskies do them, then it's neither here nor there. 1-800-636- 8686. Let's go to Tampa. Get a phone call in here. I've got Stuart Mandel coming up next. But Jeff in Tampa. Good to have you, Jeff. What's up? Hey, Rome. 
I'm sitting in my car driving. I'm laughing about this Jameis Winston take. And you know what? I think he could be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. I mean, the guy scored a touchdown yesterday. He blew his own coach's mind. Arthur Smith lost his mind and his job. I don't think that Jameis Winston should lose his job. I think he should get a promotion. I agree with you, dude. Why not? In fact, why? I don't even know why he should have to take the step of being an offensive coordinator. He should go right to head coach. And not only should he go right to head coach, he should go right to head coach of the Saints. Because they're going to have an opening anyway, right? Just ask Jameis. It's such an amazing thing. Who else but Jameis would do that? And then not only that, but he's incredulous that anybody would think that there's anything wrong with that. And then my man Jamal was great, too. My man Jamal was like, man, it just means the world to me. And I love Jamal so much. I love Jamal on some level as much as I love Jameis. And Jamal is like, it means so much to me that they had my back. It means so much to me. It, it speaks, Jamal said this, it speaks to the character of the men in this room. I mean, what, getting a cheap, dirty touchdown speaks to the character? Of, don't get me wrong. It was awesome. But that speaks to the character of the men in this room? You pretended to knee it out only to punch it in. That says a lot of things, but I don't think character is one of them, my guy. Do, do we regret for scoring 41 points on them? Do you think we, we regret that? Well, you do have to play these guys twice a year. That's all I'm saying. We, we already played them twice. I know, but I'm talking about the future. You know, somebody has got to play these guys twice a year. That's all. How do you feel about it? Tell me how you feel about it. Not good. Why don't you feel good about it? Because you got to play these guys twice a year. But what about it makes you not feel good about it? I just don't. The head coach tells you to kneel it up. You're asking my opinion. Yes. I think you should have kneeled it up. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you as respectfully as I can. You answer my question as respectfully as you could, and I'm telling you as respectfully as I can that I respectfully disagree with you. That's all. You disagree with me or the entire team? Whoever made that decision. Okay. So you disagree with the entire team. So thank you. No, I'm, I'm just being, I'm being honest no, thank and you. respectful. And that's what I'm attempting to do, too. Yes. And that's what I am doing. Yes. That's incredible. Like, that reporter, credit to whoever that was, he wasn't baiting him. He wasn't starting a fight with him. He's saying, look, I'm just being as respectful as I possibly can. I don't think that was the right thing to do. The head coach told you to kneel it out. And then Jameis is like, well, I'm being respectful also. But if you disagree, you disagree with the entire team. Did Jameis pull the other 53 guys and ask them what to do? Uh, I don't know. It's incredible. Let me get out because I'm going to keep going. Stuart Mandel is coming up next. Everybody loves the tax refund. The hard part is waiting weeks for the money. At Jackson Hewitt, you can skip the wait, get the money today. If you're approved for a no-fee advance loan on a prepaid card, only Jackson Hewitt has a money today guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Hurry into Jackson Hewitt and reboot your loot. No-fee refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Rolling through this Monday. Crazy day. Great day. 
Busy, busy day. Talked a lot about the final day of the NFL regular season, Black Monday, and of course you got the Natty coming up tonight. Joining us now to talk about that is a college football editor-in-chief at The Athletic, co-host of the Audible with Stu and Bruce podcast with Bruce Feldman. He is the author of The Thinking Man's Guide to the College Football Playoff. Of course, you got Michigan taking on Washington in the Natty tonight. It's in Houston, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Stuart Mandel is my guest. Stuart, great to have you on. Thanks so much. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me on. It's good to have you on. So the matchup, Stuart, guarantees for the first time since 2014 that we're not going to have an SEC team or Clemson as the national champ. Does it seem fitting after all the major conference changes that we've seen in recent years and the new college football landscape that that, in fact, is going to be how it is? It's, a, it's just an incredible uh, uh, you know, timing to have this particular matchup this year and the last year of the 14 CFP. Because who knows, once we get to 12 teams, I mean, the SEC has dominated this sport for so long that even though it'll be open to everybody, we may ha- well have years where, I don't know, three of the four semifinal teams are from the SEC or you get a, a Georgia-Alabama championship game. Um, you know, now the, the irony is the Pac-12 has gotten so much flack for missing the playoffs so many years in a row to the point that the conference ended up breaking up. And here you have Washington. Um, playing for national championships. So two teams that have not won a national title since um, since we've had an official championship game starting in 98. I think it's really refreshing for college football and um, perhaps, you know, a nice um, – Uh, kickoff to what's going to be a much different sport uh, coming this fall. I think you're right. It's a really interesting matchup. So why don't we talk about that? Michigan's defense set a college football playoff record with seven sacks of Alabama quarterback Jalen Milrow holding the tide to under 290 yards of total offense in the Rose Bowl. They were dominant. Do you expect the Wolverines front seven to be as effective against UW's top ranked passing offense? Yeah, I mean, that's the matchup I'm most interested in. Um, to this point in the season, Washington has had about the best pass protection you could possibly have. They've allowed, I believe, the fourth fewest sacks in the, in the country while attempting the most passes. Uh, they just, that offensive line does an amazing job protecting him. And, and Alabama's offensive line, you know, on the other hand, had struggled in pass protection most of the season. It had gotten better later in the year. So I feel like Michigan exploited a particular weakness in Alabama. I think it's going to be much tougher to get pressure on Michael Penix. I mean, before transferring to Washington, right, Penix faced Michigan when he played for Indiana. And even back then, he threw for 342 yards and three touchdowns, and that was in 2020. So what about the matchup tonight between the Huskies receivers and Michigan secondary as Penix looks to put up even bigger numbers? Yeah, so that is also an amazing matchup because, you know, I've said this uh, most of the season, but especially this past week, the the – uh, Wash Penix and his receivers, those three receivers who will all be, I'm sure, high NFL draft picks, feel a lot like the 2019 LSU, you know, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. I'm not predicting that, you know, these this group will have that kind of NFL success. I'm not an NFL draft evaluator. But in terms of the swagger, the ultimate confidence you saw in the Texas game, Penix will throw into traffic. He'll throw into really tight spaces. And he knows his guys are going to go up and get it now. This will absolutely be the best secondary he's faced. Uh, Michigan's got great players across the board back there. And so even if they can't get pressure on Penix, or as much as they certainly did against Alabama, will Washington's receivers be able to make as many of those, you know, what we would normally consider 50-50 catches that I feel like 
Washington converts at like a 70-30 range, uh, that's going to be a lot tougher against Michigan. Interesting. Stuart Mandela joining us. So Washington star running back Dylan Johnson went down with that foot injury in the final minutes of the Sugar Bowl. Johnson will play tonight, but acknowledge this weekend that he's not 100% because he's also dealing with a knee injury. How does his status impact the dog's offensive game plan? I think it. Um, I think it's essential that he be, you know, about as healthy as he can be. I know he's been playing through a lot of pain in the back half of the season. If you look at Washington's season, it started out very pass-heavy. And then they figured out, they, they started to get Dylan Johnson in the groove a little bit. And one of the things that has done for them is they can control the pace a little bit more. Um, you know, I think there's an assumption that if you pass a lot like Washington does, that you're just kind of operating at a breakneck speed, and they don't necessarily do that. They'll take the foot off the gas um, as needed. And so, I don't know, obviously in a game like this, that would be helpful. If he can't, I'll just say right now, if he can't go or go be as effective as he can, I can't see them winning because Michigan will just go all out uh, against Pennix. That is strong. Stuart Mandel joining us. Stuart, what about Washington's defense? It's given up over 24 points a game this season. Texas put 31 on them last Monday as their comeback fell just short. How do you see the Husky defense holding up against Blake Corum and the Michigan ground game? It's been a very um, bend-but-don't-break defense all season. Uh, it reminds me a little – I mean, frankly, what they remind me of is the 2010 Auburn team where that they did not have a good defense. Sorry, they did not have a great defense. It was enough to get by, but they had Cam Newton. And Cam Newton could overcome, you know, anything. And Penix has a lot of that kind of feel to him. So I don't think it's realistic that they're going to come out and shut down Michigan by any means. We know that Michigan's going to try to run the ball um, over and over again. It's going to be a real test. I think Washington's defensive front will have to play probably their best game of the season. All right, so what do you make of Jim Harbaugh saying that J.J. McCarthy was the greatest quarterback in the history of Michigan football? I mean, he's got a great resume, right? He's gone 26-1 and as a starter the last two years. What's your reaction to that, and then what kind of a role do you expect McCarthy to play tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think if he's referring to wins and losses, right, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, as, as many great quarterbacks as they had and put into the NFL, most notably Tom Brady, uh, I don't believe any of them went through their career at Michigan with only one loss which, you know, if he wins the national championship, that'll be the case. It's always been hard for me to assess uh, J.J. McCarthy because he's not asked to throw the ball 30, 35 times a game. His stats are never going to be, um, you know, off the charts by any means. But when they were down seven in the uh, last five minutes of the Rose Bowl for a spot in the national championship, he led them to a touchdown. Um, I think back to the Ohio State game last year when Blake Corum couldn't go, like took, I think, you know, played on the first series and it was clear he wasn't going to be able to go the rest of the game. And McCarthy beat them on the deep ball several times. So that's been kind of the story of his career. He rises up when he needs to. And I think if he goes out and has even a decent game tonight and leads them to the national championship, you know, Harbaugh's uh, claim will be absolutely correct. Stuart Mandel is joining us. Lots of different thoughts. Stuart, what about tonight? Win or lose tonight, what do you think the Jim Harbaugh's coaching future looks like? I think he's you know, not hiding at all from the fact that he's going to try to get an NFL job. Now he is, and he has tried to do it. You know, one of the interesting things to me this year is, is Michigan went to the mat for him you know, against the Big Ten and against the NCAA. I just kept thinking, it's amazing. I get it. They're going for a national championship that they are so loyal to a guy who has shown really no loyalty to them. Right. He, he'd be at the Minnesota Vikings right now if they had offered him the job two years ago. 
Um, you know, he obviously tried to get the Broncos job last year. And I think this year, you know, he just hired an NFL agent. Um, he's going to go all out and try to get those jobs. And I just, you just don't, can't predict, right? Like, will they hire him? I'm sure they're going to interview him. Will they actually hire him? If, if one of those teams offers him the job, I think he'll go. Uh, he has said on the record in the past, like, winning a Super Bowl is kind of his, his missing achievement. And especially if he wins tonight and is a national championship coach, like that truly is like the last frontier for him. So, you know, I'm kind of operating under the assumption he's not back next year. But, you know, I kind of operated under that assumption two years ago, too, when he went and interviewed with the Vikings on signing day in college football. But then it fell through. I agree with you. I'm kind of operating on the same assumption, and I think there are other opportunities right now. I think his stock is higher. So you did a great job of breaking this thing down from both sides. Which way are you leaning? Who do you like tonight? Yeah, it's a tough, tough call. Um, You know, Michigan has had that team of destiny kind of feeling all year, but I just, I can't pick against Michael Penix anymore. I just feel like he, like I made the Joe Burrow comparison earlier. He just, he strikes me as the quarterback who can do no wrong. And in a big game, we've seen this in the national championship over and over again. Usually the team that has the advantage of quarterback wins. So I know I'm in the minority, but I'm going with the Huskies. No, I, I see that argument. One last thought before you go. I think you're a voice of reason. If Michigan were to win this game, given what's ha- what's happened this year, what's transpired, the fact that Harbaugh's already been suspended twice, the NCAA hasn't even gotten to him yet, if Michigan does win, will there be a yeah, but in your mind, or will it be tainted in any way? How will you see that national championship if they get it? Yeah, the way it worked out, where he, it ended up getting unearthed when it did, and they basically had a chance because of the way their schedule is structured. Okay, you caught us. Well, now we're going to go show you we're the best team in the country, regardless of whether that guy is doing that scouting stuff or not. And it's hard to – I mean, if they end the season having beaten Penn State, Ohio State, um, I'm not going to count Iowa as a challenge, uh, Alabama in the Rose Bowl, and then this Washington team, they earned it. Like, you can still be mad that they cheated. You can still – I'm sure people will compare them to the Astros, but they, in my mind, they will have earned it. You know, it's it's a fair point and ironic that they're playing that game in Houston, right, since people will compare them yeah. to the Astros. But that is all part of this whole theater of the thing. He's the college football editor-in-chief at The Athletic, co-host of The Audible with Stu and Bruce Podcast with Bruce Feldman. He is Stuart Mandel. Stuart, I know it's a really, really busy day for you. I so appreciate you making time to come on. Thanks so much. That was great. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Stuart. Well done. All right, so that's, to me, a pretty comprehensive preview. And then at the very end, and I wasn't sure which way he was leaning. He said, I'm just not picking against Michael Penix anymore. That's the whole thing about Washington. I mean, for so long, so many people were like, down on Washington, picking against Washington. Oregon was heavily favored against Washington. And they're just feeding on it. They're feeding on it. And they keep proving everybody wrong. And you finally reach a point like, I'm not doing that again. I'm not going against them again. So if you ask me, do I like them straight up? My response is, I really like them plus five. But absolutely, I can see them winning that game straight up. Which is it, Rome? Who are you taking? I reserve the right to sit on that for a few more minutes. Love the matchup, though. All right, so where do you come out? Last segment. I mean, this is such a good show with so many things to react to. And the phone call is free. And the platform is enormous. And I know it's intimidating for some of you. But shoot your shot. Get up in here. Also, I need an ATP. A few ATPs would be nice. 
Ask the pros. Send them right now. You can send it right now and get it on the air. Remember, Discover wants everybody to feel special. This is why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. You know, as we go into the ATP, a couple of these are really funny, really interesting, and really ionic. And you'll see why in a minute. The ATP is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Here's what I mean by ionic. Ionic is a synonym for ironic. Ionic. Pete in Phoenix writes, Rome. Have you ever tried intermittent fasting? I'm a weekend trying to work on my boiler. That's ionic because I thought about it this ionic. morning. Honestly, I'm like, man, I, I really should. And I have done it before. But it's funny that you asked me if I've done it because this morning I thought about it. And then I didn't. I had my bar, my perfect bar at 8 o'clock like I do every single day. As I've mentioned in the past... The staff does intermittently fast. I know Tommy does. Remind me, dude, are you the only one or does everybody? Alvy can't do it during the winter, apparently. And Jack Savage just weighed in, but Jack, I don't really care what you do or what you don't do. Just don't kill anybody. Jack said he had a protein bar 10 minutes ago. See, dude, you punked out then. You didn't make it to the end of the program. That's like me eating my protein bar at 7.30. Hey, Jack, I want to eat that thing at 7.30 every single day, but I wait till 8 just for discipline. So to answer your question, Pete, I have done it. I absolutely believe in it, but I'm not doing it currently, and I should be. Keep doing it, dude. I, I believe in the benefits of that wholeheartedly. This one says, Jim Romanowski, who is the Jameis of the XR4TI? One of them had to be the ringleader of the costume debacle, Ward Jameis being hired as a lifetime get-back coach for the Saints after his career. Hashtag who dat? Ryan in Greenville. My take is, I don't know. I've never asked. But I'm pretty certain it's Alvin. Alvin's immediately going, no, dude, it's team. We The, the team voted. No, Alvin, it was you, dude. You're the epitome <laughs> of what's he going to do. What's he going to do? Alvin's going to be like, no, no, dude. dude. Trust me, it's fine. What's he going to do? Kind of like Jameis. Like, think, think of the Jameis dynamic. Already probably not on the same page with Dennis Allen. Already probably not coming back. Well, what did you think was going to happen? It's about the team. It's about the team. No, it's not. I mean, yes, it is. I think it should be forgotten, especially when the score is already 41-17. Again, I... I know I'm being redundant, but he's like, yeah, it should be forgotten. How, how long are you going to hold that against us? All right. It was already 41 to 17. Dude, it's not that you punched it in. That would have been a problem to them. Keep in mind, it's not a problem to me at all. 
I don't give a damn. I don't care about the unwritten rules or the code or showing somebody up. And in fact, I think it's hilarious. But it's way more hilarious that you acted like you were going to knee it out and you were not going to do it, only to do it. And even when they asked you if you were going to do it, Calais Campbell, I mean, one of the most respected guys to ever play the game, said, hey, are you guys going to take a knee or not? And then you did it anyway. Okay, so here's the other ionic question. Bella B writes, hi, Jim. Did Janet ask you to watch the Golden Globe Awards last night, or are the Oscars the only award show that she likes? Bella B in Calgary. Okay, first of all, Bella, DJ loves the Golden Globes. Loves the Golden Globes. So that was definitely a thing. I got a text from her last night saying, I'm running around racing. I know you're going to barbecue for us tonight. We got it. I got to get home in time for the Golden Globes, and I've got other work to do. So she was setting it up. And then last night, it, it's not the way it used to be. We used to have this house that had a movie theater, and she used to have glo- Golden Globe parties along with her Oscar parties. So it's not like that anymore. Our life's changed a bit. So I'm watching the game. So I said to her, DJ, where are you watching the Globes? Because I wasn't going to watch it in the Tower of Hate. It was either going to be upstairs or downstairs. She commandeered downstairs. I stayed upstairs with Sapphire, the rescue cat, and watched the game. She starts blowing me up with updates. Updates that, by the way, I hope she's not listening right now. Updates that, by the way, I didn't ask for. Updates I didn't want. Updates I didn't care about. Jana starts texting me, who's winning? Who's winning this? Who's winning that? So to answer your question, oh, no, she loves the Golden Globes, Janet. So what I did do was at halftime of the game, I went downstairs. We had dinner together, and I humored her by watching some of the show. So that's how we, that's as much as we came together on that. Mr. Rome, today is Elvis's birthday. Do you have a favorite Elvis song? Respectfully, Edward Marino from Redondo Beach. Edward, respectfully, you should have walked off on Friday when you asked me if I wanted to retire to either Santa Barbara or San Diego, and you stumped me for the first time ever. Yeah, I'm not a big Elvis fan. Except at the end when he was bloated and addicted to pills. Then I found him pretty intriguing. Peanut butter and bacon sandwiches, man. My man was so far ahead of his time. Hey, Jim, what was the laugh drop during the intro? Wore the show within the show. (laughs) Kenneth in the 503. Great take. That's a guy with good ears. Not like commissioner ears, but he's got a good ear. Let me put it that way. All right, I'll be honest with you. Alvin and I were clowning before the show. And that was Alvin's way of laughing at something I said that was not on the air. But he did that for my effect. <laughs> he want, he want the, if you want the inside baseball, the real thing, Alvin said, dude. And he always gives me, quote, traffic. Traffic is the commercial announcement or the billboards that I have to read for that segment. The live read, quote, traffic. When I sat down to do the show, he let me know that the traffic for our number or segment number one of our number one was DraftKings and said, dude, 
I've got the disclaimer. You know when he plays that disclaimer really quickly that Gambler I've already Ryan, read? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. And my response was, what if I want to read it? Hence the laugh track. <laughs> There's some inside baseball for you. Hey, Jim. Let's see. That's from Brett and Bugaha, so I'm not going to read that. Romeo. That's from V in the Fee doing something I told him not to do, so I'm not going to read that. What else we got here? And here's the old school. Hey, Jim. I've heard it before when a team with an insurmountable lead adds a touchdown late. If you don't like that, then play defense and stop them. Pete in Youngstown. Pete, respectfully, that's not the point at all here. That's not what this is about. This is about, first of all, it's awesome that they did that. Can we be very clear about that? Full stop. Full stop. I'm not complaining. I'm not saying they did the wrong thing. I'm saying not only did they do the right thing, it's the best thing. It's awesome. Stop what? I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna dignify that old school take. Give Jameis his flowers, man. Give him his credit. The whole team. Okay, Chad Norlando also is not not with this at all. Quote. And why would Jamal even want to accept a weak TD? Lames. All of them. We know how much Jamal means to this team. And- Chad Norlando. Chad, what do you not get about this? What do you not get about this? The only lame was the head coach who tried, who seemed to know that it was coming. And try to put an end to it before it happened, That's not who only we are. to see That's it happen on his operate. watch. Because everybody seemed to be in agreement. Number one, Jameis said the entire team was behind it. And Jamal, you don't think Jamal's found in the back of the end zone before? He knows what a touchdown represents. Jamal was genu- genuinely moved by them having his back. Jamal, it meant the world to Jamal that he means that much to them that they found a way to get him a TD. Quote, why would Jamal even want to accept a weak TD? Lames. All of them. Dude, there's no such thing as a weak TD. You know how hard it is to score a touchdown in the NFL? There are no weak TDs. My man led the, believe me, if anybody could speak to the value of a TD, it's my man Jamal. He led the league in touchdowns last year, and it wasn't even close. Boy, what do you all not get about this? What do you not all get about this? So funny. Let's see. Anything else? Hi, Jim. Going crazy. Please, help me. Who said, please? Who said, ha, 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 love to see it. Please. Thanks. OCD is a biatch. Jail in Lincoln City. Really? You mean Jungle Tourette's is a biatch, not OCD. Dude, you got that all wrong. You really are going crazy, man. I don't mean in a mental health kind of way. I just mean you're going crazy. OCD? Please. Ozzie Gein, of course. 
Please. Please. And do you really have to ask who said this? <laughs> Love to see it. Love to see it. Really? You don't know who that is? Jameis Winston. No, just kidding. It's Jim Irsay, yo. In the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of yeah, the Are you going to ask me quartile. who said that, too? That's rare air. I don't know how to make sausage. I don't know what goes into sausage. But I do know how to build a football team. He's the best. Quote machine. <laughs> Love to see it. Hey, Roll, let's be honest. Everybody outside of Michigan, man, and har bag sympathist are rooting for Washington. JP and Riverside. War Washington with the points. I think that's fair. I think that's true. And now we're done. For the ones who get it done, done. Granger is offering supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call or click Granger.com or stop on by. Who do you got in the natty? It's going to be a great game, I think. I don't see a blowout. I see a really close game. I see a great game. Can't wait for it. That's 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. We'll be all about that tomorrow. My thanks to Jason McCourty. Showed up great. Stuart Mandel as well. The Big Head and I both are going to go Washington plus five. Clones, get on the phone tomorrow. Not a bad effort on the X today, but get on the phone tomorrow. My thanks to the XR4TI, even though they defied me and dressed up on Halloween. I'm going to put that on you, Albie. Have a great day. See you. We're out. Dude, no, no, no.